What's up, fine folks? Welcome to episode 26 of Double Tapped. I'm Jay. I'm Tanner. Tanner. Yes. I bought one of your favorites today. Yeah, classic. Very folly, very classic. It is the fat tire. Have we ever done this on the show? No, to my knowledge. I'm not sure. That was two very satisfying gloves. It was. I hope that got picked up on the mic. And the fact that we both just paused without saying anything, <laughs> took a drink, and then continued. It was What's great. interesting to me is how much I used to not like these. Mm. And when I was first, you know, yeah, acquiring the taste for beer, I was like, IPA IPAs aren't the best when you first start drinking, but... This, this isn't is, even an IPA. That was not an IPA. This, this is an amber, amber ale. ale. Which I'm sure they probably make an IPA, but... Oh, yeah, they do. I think this is the classic fat tire. Yeah. Um, yeah, amber ales, to me, now sit very well. Uh, solid, uh, yeah, it's dope. Fall beer to be in theme for once. Yeah, we also and ve- not get my, a uh, <laughs> strawberry lemonade goza or something. We also look very fall today. You're wearing a sort of forest green. I've got sort of the pumpkin color on. We're looking very fall. And I purchased a, a Sherpa denim jacket from our good friend you last did, night. You in, did. You uh, did in very fall fashion. Yes, you did. Uh, Tanner, I'm gonna skip. What you've been playing what? for now. For now. What? Because yeah. we're going to circle back to that as a part of one of our larger topics. Okay. And we're going to dive straight into a couple of news stories. All right. And then we've got another news story that's the other big topic. Ooh, all right. This show's all over the place the structure. today. What is the structure? <laughs> uh, the first story is simply Marvel's Avengers Spider-Man looks not great. Oh, no. Uh, if you haven't seen it. No, I have not. Uh, I, there's just been some gameplay snippets. I have not you know, tested this out yet myself. Sure. Uh, by the time this podcast out is out, uh, Spider Man should be playable. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a look. As and it looks. Uh, I've seen several TikToks. Okay. Uh, and uh, one subgenre of TikTok that I've seen recently, and I'm only just uh, wading into the TikTok space. Yes. Uh, basically, it's like a bad version of music, bad version of thing. Sure. Switch to good version yeah, of yeah. music, yeah. good version of thing. Yeah. Uh, and usually the bad version of is from like Spider-Man 3, like, sure. which is very appropriate. Uh, and compared to the likes of Spider-Man PS4, uh, the combat and web-swinging in Avengers is a little janky. It looks, first of all, the animation style shows you how much, and I'll, I'll put the video in the video here. Uh, it looks like, it makes you very appreciative of Insomniac's Spider-Man, because visually... This looks way older. It does. <laughs> like, like this looks way more like a PS4 game, or even maybe a PS. Well, not. I'm not gonna go as far to say it's a PS3 no. game, but like it looks a little clanky. It looks kind of button mashy, as opposed Which to the Avengers is. Gotcha. To be fair. Okay. But even like in some Spider-Man, there is a fluidity to it. There's like combos. Oh and, yeah, absolutely. And you get kind of your flow going. That yeah, that did not look great. Uh, and, it, you know, cool that they have Spider-Man in there for everybody who's been waiting on it, but I don't know that it's enough to get me to... I mean, the game was literally like $10 <laughs> on sale, it's and I still worth, haven't bought it. It's worth that. Sure. At least for the campaign alone. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I... And considering that there's not a full-fledged uh, DLC storyline, the likes of which they released with Black, Pan- Black Panther and the War for Wakanda mm-hmm. expansion, right? this does not come with that, so... At best, it's just one extra, extra character, character to play as and gotcha. maybe go yeah. through a few new missions, some new lines of dialogue. Nothing really to sell you on getting back into the game. Yeah. And me, as a big Spider-Man fan, me saying that says a lot. Yeah, <laughs> no, I mean, you were like, I'm not going to say you were as hyped for I'm sure there's some people who are like oh, no. diehards about it, but you were very hype about it. And it sucks that it's kind of, it seems almost more like a, we have to do this because of the contract as opposed yeah. to we want to do something really special with this, which always sucks. Yeah. But anyway, on to our other brief story before our big story. Okay. Saints Row has been delayed. Oh. Uh, so it got delayed out of that month from hell that it would have been for it. Great it was for us. February, right? Yeah. Uh, it was uh, slated for late February. It has been delayed uh, without a new specific release date. Uh, I presume that it's not going to be delayed too far and that sure. they're just waiting for it to settle on you know, finding a window where it can actually breathe right. versus where it would have gotten just smothered to death yeah. uh, in February. So good for them. This is one of those delays that I'm like, this was a smart yeah, this business is, move. This might be tactical. Yeah. Uh, 
I hate to say that we called it, but we totally called this happening. We absolutely did. Not only with we were saying one of the games is going to get out of this month, but also we said specifically Saints Row is going to get delayed almost or I can't believe this game is this soon or something to that yeah, effect. That's the one that made the most sense. Because we, we hadn't seen anything from it other than like that animated trailer, which you can do those whenever. Like yeah. they're not attached to game development. So not surprising. Again, like you said, good for us that we get to breathe a little bit yeah. and maybe actually probably good for the game as well. So yeah. we can enjoy Horizon and Elden Ring and not feel bad that I mean, I wouldn't have felt bad not playing Saints Row to begin with. Right. But, you know, at least at this chance, it'll have its moment where it could sure. potentially succeed. Now it'll have that the possibility that it picks up some like uh, IGN Kotaku buzz if it's really good and then maybe we'll buy it. Who knows? Do you think it will be? No. Me neither. <laughs> but, I mean, if it's really good, it could shine now as opposed to February, where even if it was really good, would be one of those that you're like, eh, I'll wait for a sale. Yeah. You know, it's one of those wait and see games. Well, Tanner, we're already on to... Whoa! The structure of this show is all over it's the, the place. It's the earliest fat, fat lip we've ever heard. <laughs> well, you said we're kind of doing two big topics, so I'm cutting into the first of them. Okay. Uh, this is a weird one. So this is not crazy shit I saw on Reset Era. This is crazy shit I heard in real life. Oh, no. So. There's no telling. <laughs> when I went to get my hair cut, uh, there are. So I go to this barbershop that there are no appointments. It's all walk-ins. You have to wait a long time. Uh, but it's kind of just whoever is open, you go to their spot. Unless you have like one guy you go to. So I just put my name on the list. Whoever's open, I get my haircut. My haircut's very simple, so it doesn't matter. So this is the only the second time I've gotten this guy. This is the guy who I've told you this story who told me to listen to Stephen. And this is his quote, Stephen Crowler. Yeah. When he was talking about conservative lunatic Stephen Crowder, uh-huh. uh, because he's like really fair and down the middle and shoot straight. That's this guy. So I'm getting my hair cut. He probably does shoot pretty straight, literally. Uh, but, <laughs> I mean, he always know. has those holsters on exactly. his damn side. Fuck Stephen Crowder. Anyway, uh, so he's... I forget how we... Oh, so they have a radio in the barbershop. Ooh, oh, Lord. And, <clears throat> like, one of the songs from Tony Hawk, like, one of the more popular, like, Bad Reputation sure. or something like that, comes on, and he's the type of barber that, like, can't just sit in silence, like, has to talk, which I'm fine with. And he's just like, we might have to, let's come back to that. Yeah, we'll do, we'll do our aside on that too. Uh, So he's like, oh yeah, this song was in Tony Hawk. And I was like, oh yeah, I love those games. And then, so he starts talking about video games and I'm just like, whew, we're not talking about politics. This Uh is great. I don't have to bite my lip. Like I'm good, whatever. So then he starts talking about how, how he liked Tony Hawk as a kid and like really liked playing uh, underground. And I was like, yeah, those games are like, I love those games. And he's like, yeah, I don't know why they haven't come out with any new ones. And I was like, well, they they just remastered one and two. And he cut me off and he said, yeah, and it was shit. Oh. And I was just like, <laughs> and here I am just getting my hair cut, just being like, wait, what? <laughs> I wonder if maybe he was thinking of five. But One can only hope. Yeah, but he was like, yeah, that was shitty. And I was like, well, I liked it. Like, I, was, <laughs> I was trying to be as amicable as possible, yeah. but, well, still, but still not just go along with him. And uh, so then he was like, yeah, I can't play those Tony Hawk games ever since I got into skate. And I was like, all right. Yeah, you know, that's fair. They're two different systems, whatever. That makes sense. And so then he starts talking about how much he loves skate. And uh, he was like, yeah, I wish they would just make another skate. And I was like, well, they are. And he was like, how do you know that? (laughs) Like, I swear that was his tone, but he was behind me. So I didn't really I couldn't tell what he said. Yeah. And so when he said, how do you know that? I thought he said like. Uh, I wish they would again or something. So I was like, yeah, they're making another one. I just kind of doubled down. And he just looked, he came around the chair and looked at me and said, how do you know that? And I was like, well, they announced it. And he said, where? <laughs> and I was like, uh, E3 a couple of years ago. And he's like, well, I looked like two months ago and there wasn't any sign of it. And I was like, if you Google Skate 4, you're definitely going to get an article about how EA has said they're yeah. working on Skate 4. So I said, yeah, there wasn't a trailer. It was just, I was you like, know. to his credit, there also has been nothing. Right. I was like, there wasn't a trailer. Exists. They've just said they're working on it. And so then, this was this is the part that warrants the segment. Sure. He was like, well, they're probably just waiting on Skate 3 to die. <laughs> Which is already an awesome That sentence. is awesome. And <laughs> like. That, that he, like it's still alive. Yeah. A, that it's still alive. B, that he thinks EA is just like 
watching the servers and going like, okay, Skate 4, Skate 4. And so then he tells me about how he was like, you know, people are still playing Skate 3. And I was like, oh, yeah. And <laughs> what do you say to that? Yeah. And he was just like, yeah, I downloaded it when I got my Xbox One. And uh, he was like, I didn't pay for it again. But, you know, they make money every time you download it. And I was just like, wait, what? So I was just like, hmm. <laughs> that was my only response. Like, oh, really? In what world does this guy think they get royalties just for downloads? I don't I don't understand that logic at all. But then he talked about how uh then he talked about Forza. And he was like, Yeah, I saw there's new Forza out. Or he said Forza, but I don't know how you're supposed yeah. to say it. The devs always say Forza, so that's just the way I say it. Uh he was like, Yeah, I saw it was out, it probably's trash. And I was like, Well, I have a few friends who play it who really like it. He was like, Yeah, I loved I love Forza too. Uh, you started out as like a rookie. It sounded like every racing game story. Yeah. Like you start as a rookie, you gain your fame, whatever. And he was like, but in like three, you were already famous. And it was more about just uh, making your money or whatever. I was like, oh, gotcha. He was like, yeah, I didn't like that one. And then he starts telling me, <laughs> I know this is a long story, but there's a lot of, there's a lot, a lot of stuff layers. here. So then he starts telling me about how uh, he has a buddy who can get him like an account, I guess, that has like $999,999,999. And, uh, you know, he's like, yeah, he can just get me all those unlocked so I can just go buy all the cool cars. And I was like, well, that's why you're not having fun. Well, so the other barber who I've had a few times in his cool was like, so you just cheat? Like, he just turned around. I was like, so you're a cheater? And the guy was like, yeah, basically. And he was like, but yeah, they just haven't been any fun since two. And that's when I was like, well, that's why you're not having fun. You're not earning anything. Yeah. You're just getting all these cheat codes. And he's like, well, the fun of it's buying the cool cars. And I was just like, yeah, because you earn them. And the guy to my right was just dying laughing. He was like, I try to. He was like, he's like this every day. He's <laughs> like, I try, I try to talk sense to him, but he just doesn't get it. So uh, that was my video game conversation I had at the barbershop. And this is why I don't talk to barbers. <laughs> 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 not this specifically, but I mean. This is this was a side conversation that our friend group chat had like a month or two ago, whenever yeah. this was, that I was the most anti talking to the person who's cutting your hair. Sure. Uh to me, I'm and it, my reasonings, I'll admit, not all sound, but they make sense <laughs> in my head. Okay. My favorite of which being I'm not gonna distract them from the job that they're doing. <laughs> they have a they're very gonna precise... mess up my hair if I distract them by talking. So uh, yeah, so I came down. I think I'm somewhere in the middle. You are, which is I will I will gladly talk to a barber. You if, go with their flow. if they start talking, but if they just want to stay quiet, I'm cool with that. Like yeah. whatever, it's your job. I'm not gonna bother you. I'm not gonna cost you at your job and be like, hey, start talking to me. Like I can just zone out and have my hair cut and it'll feel great. Yep. And I'm cool. Or if you want to talk, that's fine too. Uh, unless you're that guy, in which yeah. case I wish you'd shut up. But um, now, did you talk to? So Jay and I both went to the same barber from our hometown. Did you talk to Veda? Yeah, that's okay. different. You have to, right? She's like family. Yeah, when it's and even now, if I go to the same barber for like consistently for a long time, sure, I'll talk to you. Them develop more. that rapport, but yeah. like I don't go in there trying to get to know the person if they're cutting <laughs> my hair for the first time. Right. Well, it's always so almost disingenuous the conversations where yeah. it's like, so got any weekend plans? It's like you don't care. Like I, I'm some stranger paying you ten dollars yeah. or fifteen dollars, however much the haircut is. Because there's a guy that cuts my hair, the sort of my offshoot that I went to for a long time, and then mm -hmm. he moved. But I still go to him semi frequently. Yeah. Um, I'll talk to him, and because right. he's cool, and we sort of relate. Like we've talked about interesting stuff that we sure, like, yeah, both yeah, like yeah. before. Yeah. Um, but now I've gone to this chick a couple times, and she'll ask me like, and she's she cuts a really good head of hair. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And she'll like, you know, bring something up. And my answers, I never like let my answers lead into a follow up question. <laughs> I will answer You're anything. You're in like a deposition yeah, mode. <laughs> I'll answer anything she says. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, you know, that was good. <laughs> like, whatever it may be. You're like talking to a brick wall. Yeah. Like, I'll just, all right, if you feel the need to ask me more, I'll tell you my answers, but right. I'm not going to ask, I'm not going to ask you a question. I don't you're care say, if you ask me any more questions. You're like going to start bringing an attorney to your you know, haircuts. Like, it's kind of how I've, and like I've said this before, and I think I said this to her maybe once. I was like, this is the closest thing I do to going to the spa. Sure. I want to just relax. Yeah. I'm paying you a decent amount of money for like 20 minutes because it's not a lot of hair to cut. Right. Uh, just let me chill. You do your thing. 
Give me the best haircut you possibly can. Don't let me distract you. Uh, that's sort of my take on the situation. Fair enough. Yeah. I yeah. My whole philosophy is just like whatever they want to do. I don't really care. Um, but sometimes you get gyms like that. There's my story. It felt like it deserved a spot on the podcast. Oh, I, I appreciate you bringing it up. <laughs> it was and gaming for related. all the people out there still playing Skate Three. I presume none of you are actually listening to this because <laughs> either because you're not the type of person that we relate to game wise sure. or because you don't actually exist <laughs> like both are equally likely <laughs> beautiful on to right our first of the two big stories this is the earliest we've ever been into a big story i, I think well uh, we, gave, we gave people two and a half hours or two like 20 last two. week so we're fine going condensed this week we have the nominees for the game awards 2021 right uh, and I'm reading this to you courtesy of Marcus Stewart from Game Informer. Shout out to Marcus. And we're going to go through all the categories. Okay. And we can even give our predictions oh, as to right. which we think each is going to win. Okay. Do you want to do our personal picks and then our predictions? So, like, oh, if, yeah, they, sure. if they change. Okay, cool. Sure. So, from top down, as a list has been presented by Marcus Stewart of GameInformer.com. <laughs> First off, it leads with the big one, Game of the Year. Okay. The nominees, Deathloop, It Takes Two, Metroid Dread, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, and Resident Evil Village. This might be the first year that I haven't played any of these games. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I Now, granted, I have Deathloop. I am going to play it. I almost bought it the other day because it was very much it's on sale. 25 bucks, yeah. So I, I had to get it for that. I'll stream it. I bought another game that we'll talk about here momentarily. Gotcha. Uh but I have not played it yet. I would say my pick for what I want to win and what probably will win is probably Deathloop. Yeah. Just because I don't really have any other... I know that we've gone back and forth on the Deathloop thing. But at least it tries some interesting stuff. Sure. It is. It is probably the most different now i know that there are a lot of people who love re8 village like a, really like a lot a lot yeah interestingly looking at this list that might be the one that i would say has the least chance of winning huh, interesting. but now that's purely from my perspective yeah not being in tune to the conversation i would say it takes two is probably the one where i'm like okay you got the nod because you have this running i don't know if it's just because of the running sure. relationship with joseph ferris but uh like you know you're different enough you get the nod normally they do give the nod to like one sort of family-ish kind of game and I guess Ratchet's kind of that too but uh I don't yeah I don't know I I think this is probably honestly one of the weaker pools of contenders I'm also surprised at a couple omissions of course because uh, our game of the year thus far as stated on a prior episode is Returnal right which uh, is not there also no Hitman 3 yeah which you and I both loved um so yeah an interesting year for games now granted it's not great because we haven't played any of them, sure. but... But this also strikes me as one of those years where there's not, like, a crazy standout awesome couple of games. There's just a lot of really good ones. Right, yeah, a lot like of games. this is not 2014 where there were no good games. Right. Uh, or almost no good games. There's just a lot of solid eight to nine, yeah. you know, reliable, fun games. Yeah. Uh, including another one that I'll talk about here in just a second. No. But, yeah, amongst these... Part of me wants Metroid Dread to win. Yeah, I'd be uh, fine with that. Just because I want that series to see a revival. Sure. Uh, I really dig the Metroidvania style. Yeah. I would like them to make more of these. Even if it's not... I'd like them to influence other developers to you know take their stab at right. Metroidvania as a you know genre. And you know spare me waiting for Hollow Knight Silksong much longer. <laughs> uh, but my pick for who I think would actually win it is probably Deathloop. Because... Yeah. That one seemed to actually receive the most universal praise. That's a good point. So, next up, best game direction, which okay. always is pretty much the same thing. Yeah, just with the people. Deathloop, It Takes Two, Returnal. Interesting. Psychonauts 2, and Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Oh, I wouldn't be upset if Psychonauts 2 won. That game looks fun. Okay. Um, <clears throat> well, my personal pick, and yours is too, probably, is Returnal. Sure. Uh so say them again sorry Deathloop Death it takes two Returnal Psychonauts 2 Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart this one I could actually see it takes two swooping up sure. and winning yeah it's it's one of those like creative vision type things yeah. so I, I could see Deathloop uh, 
or It Takes Two, or Me even too. Psychonauts with Tim Schafer. Me I too. could see any of those winning, especially because Tim is such like a juggernaut of the industry. Yeah, I actually don't see. Ret- I think this is an odd nom for Return. It is. Yeah, oddly. I would swap it with Game of the Year. Yep. But, uh I guess because it's so, the systems in it are so impressive. I was say, I this guess. is a gameplay focused sure. nomination and less like a narrative nom. Yeah. I'm going to give this one to... I'm going to go Psychonauts 2 here. Okay. Just because I feel like they might want to give Tim Schafer his flowers. I think they'll go It Takes Two with this one. Okay. I think they will give Joseph Ferris his moment in the sun right. that he has every year. Sure. Give him an excuse to get on stage. That makes sense. Best narrative. Deathloop. Okay. It Takes Two. Life is Strange. True Colors. Ah, interesting. Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh. Wink. And Psychonauts 2. Right. Uh, I'll talk about Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, say, which is what I've Guardians. been alluding to, but I've only played it a little bit, so I don't know the depths of the story quite yet. Yeah, if you're wondering, we're recording this the Sunday after Black Friday, and uh, we both bought a lot of games, or bought some games, yeah. during Black Friday, so these are very early impressions of Definitely. the games we've played. And, I don't know, I've heard good things about Deathloop's narrative, mm. uh, but I mean, It Takes Two is almost purely a narrative style game sure as is life is strange yeah which i've not i've never touched any of the life is Stranges. i really like one i two i played one episode and was kind of like i wasn't out on but just got playing other things um i'm gonna go i'm gonna go life is strange here mm. just because i feel like if it's gonna win any award it's the narrative award so that's that's gonna be my pick here yeah i'm not even gonna wager one for this considering i've only dive what's the past tense dove I guess it is dove. Dove, yeah. But it's saying like I've only dove. Is it dived? <laughs> I don't know. I've only played that. Guardians for two hours. Sure. So I don't have a good yeah, you you're know, only, you're only barometer of how much I like it yet. Yeah. Best performance. Okay. Erica Mori as Alex Chin in Life of is Strange True Colors. Okay. Giancarlo Esposito as Anton Castillo in that, Far Cry Six. That's not winning. Jason Kelly as Colt Vaughn in Deathloop. Maggie Robertson as Alcina Dimitrescu in oh, Resident Evil Village. That's interesting. And Ozioma Akaga as Juliana Blake in Deathloop. So both Deathloop, you know, main right. characters nominated here. Yeah, they did this with Last of Us Two last year. Yep. Uh, and who won? Did neither of them won? Wait, who won the voice acting thing? Um, no, it was uh, it was Laura Bailey, wasn't it? Yes, she won for Abby. Yep, she did. Um. Because I remember her being... Because they did it virtual last year. Uh, I'm going to go... First of all, did not know the main character in Deathloop's name is Colt... Colt Blake. Blake. Maybe. That's an awesome name. No, Colt Vaughn. Why do we me. both think it was Blake? Because it's Juliana Blake right. is the other one. Colt Vaughn. That is that is a very video game name. Shout out to uh, Deacon St. John. Deacon St. John, baby. Uh, I'm going to go... I'm going to go with Lady Dimitrescu. Think so? I, they, I think they go cultural here. They do and that, it for the meme. Yeah, that had the most cultural impact. Uh, and that performance, I guess, is good. I don't know. I'm just going to go with uh, statistics and say that one of the Deathloop people is going to win. <laughs> sure. That's a good. That's a safe bet. Best multiplayer. Okay. Back for Blood. Right. Knockout City. It mm. Takes Two. Monster Hunter Rise. New World. Right. And Valheim. Huh. Okay, so I've played two of these games. Okay. I've played Knockout City and Valheim. Uh, or Valheim, however you say it. Yeah, I don't know. I Isn't New World that Amazon game? Yes, it's the Amazon MMO that MMO fans were really hype about, and then I haven't heard much more about it. I don't want to say it flopped, but it seems like it kind of hmm. came and went. Yeah, it was weird, because everybody <clears throat> was really hype about the beta, and then when it actually came out, I didn't hear much about it. Yeah. So it was one of those weird things. Um, yeah, so I've played Knockout City, and i played Valheim. I like... I would say Knockout City does something more interesting with its multiplayer, where Valheim is very much the sort of Minecraft style of multiplayer, where you know you just get in with your friends, you start building shit, right. you start taking down these big enemies, blah blah blah. Um, so I would give my nod personally to Knockout City. Uh, I would say that maybe Back for Blood wins here. That was sort of I was gonna guess that I think Back for Blood. Yeah. Uh, just the revival of the left for dead format i know a lot of people were excited for it, and it's so purely multiplayer whereas like and i know it takes two you know it's designed for that you know couch co-op situation sure uh but back for blood fun engaging never played it but seems fun engaging right person multiplayer i would guess that that would win yeah best ongoing game 
Okay. Apex Legends. Oh, right. This award. Call of Duty Warzone. Yeah. Final Fantasy fourteen. Of course. Which Genshin one last Impact. year, I think? Yeah, I think you're right. And Fortnite. Fortnite's still in there. <clears throat> uh, I mean, I'm Final Fantasy say, 14 is still in there. Yeah, so. but th- that game, like, I'm going to actually give it to Final Fantasy 14, mm. and I imagine it might get it, simply because with the mass exodus of people protesting, protesting Blizzard leaving WoW, this game got a lot of people in. Uh, as sort of, you know, your diehard yeah. MMO players are like, well, I don't want to support Blizzard. They're a terrible company. Okay, FF14 seems like the biggest parallel. Mm. Uh, and I know a lot of people who jump shipped and, lo- and loved it. Yeah. So, again, MMOs, not my world, but I have a lot of friends who are super into MMOs, and almost all of them sung the praises of FF14. So, And they had some big expansion this year. Yeah, the one that I... I don't see them giving it to Call of Duty. No. My guess is going to be Apex. Okay. Uh, it's, yeah, that would be my In terms pick. of an ongoing shooter, it seems like it's thriving the most. Right. I'm surprised we got no Destiny 2. Yeah, that always is nominated for. This They're about award. to drop their new DLC, so maybe this, maybe Destiny Two will win it next year. Sure, yeah. Uh, best art direction. Okay. Death Loop, Kenna, Bridge of Spirits. Wow. Psychonauts Two. Yeah. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, and the Artful Escape. Don't know what that game is. Me neither. I'm gonna look it up. Okay. Uh, all right. This one I feel sort of qualified to talk about, even though I haven't Go played any it. of these games. I would say. Uh, uh, Kenna Bridge of Spirits, I get why it was nominated. I think it's mostly derivative of other stuff, though. Definitely. Like, it's it's got a lot of, like, uh, Zelda vibes, obviously. It's got, uh, it has that sort of mystical quality to it, which I get. What was the game called again? Artful the Escape. The Artful Escape. The Artful Escape. Oh, this looks kind of interesting. <laughs> Platform video, so a platformer. Uh, developed by Beethoven and Dinosaur. Cool, cool dev name. Uh, it's an Annapurna game. Uh huh. Of course. But it looks it looks pretty cool. It's got some cool. Uh, it kind of looks like a uh, like an oxen free type thing, mm. or that's what the dialogue bubbles are giving me vibes of. I may have to look into this. It's cool. Apparently, a musical thing. Hmm. Anyway, um, got an eight out of ten by IGN and eighty percent on Metacritic. So solid. Have to look into it. Uh, I would say gut feeling here it's either Deathloop or Psychonauts um, Psychonauts is such a unique looking world yeah, that I could that was... see it getting the nod uh, just because it Psychonauts looks so much like Psychonauts if that makes any sense yeah. and that is the accomplishment of great art direction so I would my personal nod would be to Psychonauts here I think so too I'm gonna give a good chance though that Ratchet and Clank gets it because occasionally on a it. game like that they go with a game that is the most technically fidelity right, based, yeah. Um, and from all intents and purposes and all accounts, uh, Ratchet and Clank was like one of the most insane looking games like ever made. Yeah. So I could see. I feel like it's gonna get something. Sure. And it's just what is it gonna get? Right. Best score and music. Okay. Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Wow, Cyberpunk got a got a nod. Death Loop. Okay. Near replicant version one point two two four seven four four eight seven one three nine. Had to read the whole thing. Yeah. Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Interesting. And The Artful Escape. Huh. I actually think from the little bit that I've played that Guardians has a really good chance here mm. because not only did they bring in, the, you know, your classic, you know, 70s and 80s pop License music, music. Yeah. They also did like several original songs right. in the style of like a 70s like oh, metal cool. band. That's fun. Uh, the band is called Star-Lord. So nice. that's where he gets the name in the game. And that's, that's cool. That's right at the beginning, so that's not even a spoiler. Right. Uh, so, yeah, I'll just go Guardians for this one. I'm going to go Artful Escape. Since it's a game about music, mm. since they're obviously trying to make it one of the indies that gets buzz, which is what they do. I mean, I'm not saying it's like a, a conspiracy theory or anything. Sure. But they're obviously wanting to show love to that game. If it's a movie, it's a, sorry, if it's a game about music, then it might win the music award. Yeah. That's my theory. Best audio design. Okay. Deathloop. Right. Forza Horizon 5. Okay. Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart, Resident Evil Village, and Returnal. I was going to say, if Returnal doesn't get nominated for this. And I think it'll win. That's this my one. pick for this one, too. Uh, yeah. Given the integration of the dual sense. Yes. Like uh, the rain vibrations yeah. on the controller. Returnal should have. I mean, I've not played these other games, but Returnal. You know, on paper, could have this in the bag with right. you know what, all the things that they did there. And it's such an interesting. Well, we can talk about this at the end, but like that, you and I are both very integrated into games. But for some reason, this year they're just not games that we were drawn to. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's totally okay. Like I, I don't want it to feel like 
you know, we just keep saying, well, we haven't played these and maybe that'll lose us some cred. But at the same at the same time, like you only have so many hours in the day and this just now gives you a bunch of games to look forward to after the fact. And it's not like we don't consume content that sure. these games are heavily involved in. Right, exactly. Yeah. You know, we exist on social media. Yeah, we've uh, seen snippets of all these things. Um, and I've watched like a little bit of Resident Evil 8 yeah. myself. But yeah, Returnal with audio design specifically is like, there's so many gameplay elements that revolve around the audio. Yeah. Like there's the audio when like you clear a room or when uh, just like there, there's so many different little sounds that you learn. It's been a bit, so I don't remember all of them, but sounds that you equate to, oh, this thing is happening yeah. or, oh, you know, my, uh, my ammo has reloaded or my special is up now or like they have so many little audio touches that are great. Innovation in accessibility. Oh, cool. Now, I'm probably not going to be able to wager a guess. Yeah, we're probably not qualified to talk about this. But Far Cry 6, Forza Horizon 5, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, which actually did have a really good uh, accessibility suite menu at the beginning of the game. I was impressed by that. Always love when games do that. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart and The Veil, Shadow of the Crown. Don't know what that is. Interesting. Uh, Yeah, we're probably not qualified to talk about this. So all I can say is that good job by Guardians of the Galaxy for having a hell of a, you know, selection of accessibility options. I will say Insom has been pretty good about it in the past. Sony has just gotten broadly good about it in all of their first party games. So it it wouldn't surprise me that Ratchet and Clank was really good. Right. Uh, But yeah, I love that Game Awards applauds this specifically. It's very smart and very good. Speaking of very good, games for impact. Ooh. And have not heard of several of these. Oh, no. Yeah, this one's always smaller stuff, yeah. I think. Before Your Eyes. Okay. Boyfriend Dungeon. Okay, I know I know Boyfriend Dungeon. Chicory, A Colorful Tale. I also know Chicory. Life is Strange, right. True Colors, and No Longer Home. Hmm. What if that's a sequel to Gone Home <laughs> that you didn't even thing. know about? I was like, wait, what? Uh, so, okay, I know about uh, Chicory, Chicory, however you say it. And then I also know about what Boyfriend was, Dungeon. Boyfriend Dungeon, right? What is Boyfriend Dungeon? So Boyfriend Dungeon. Have you not heard of this game? I've heard the okay, name. The but concept don't know what it is. is cool. Okay. It's uh, I don't. It's like a dating simulator type game, but, and sorry if I'm getting this brutally wrong, but like you can date the weapons you use in the game, <laughs> and each of the weapons has like a persona of okay. a human. So, like, this is the dagger, and it's, like, this guy. So, you're using all these boyfriends to, like, help yeah. your gameplay. Uh, but I do know there was some stuff that came out about it uh, having really good, uh, like, trigger warnings and stuff. I saw mm. that. But then there may, maybe there was some pushback there, too. I don't remember exactly, but that was a thing on social. Um, and then Chikori, or Chikori, I don't know how you say it, uh, is a very cute game. I've seen several snippets of it uh where you might have seen it visually and not reckon like not realize what you're saying uh it's the little it's a little like black and white game and then you paint colors to like solve puzzles and stuff okay um so it looks really cute i would give my nod probably just to boyfriend dungeon because it's fun but i don't know it's a fun name yeah at least it's cool concept too best independent game death's door okay Kenna Bridge of Spirits, huh? Which I guess is second party, right? Um, there must be Inscription, yes, which looks cool. Loop Hero, okay, and Twelve Minutes. Hey, I know all these games. <laughs> so first of all, fuck Twelve Minutes. Exactly. Uh, no, I don't. I I don't wish ill will toward the devs or anything, but just did not click with me. Um, yeah, Kenna, I didn't know was an indie technically. Uh, wh- what were the other three? Sorry. Inscription, yes. Loop Hero, yeah. Death's Door. My personal nod would be Death's Door. Mm. It's a game that I've had my eye on for a while and unfortunately isn't on sale right now, or at least on PS5. Uh, it looks very early uh, Zelda, which looks really cool, mm. and I heard a lot of great things about it. Inscription looks really dope. It's by, oh, what did the dev do before that? Oh, P- uh, Pony Island. It's by the Pony Island dev. Oh, okay. Um, and it's like a card game type thing that looks really cool. I've It's on my, my watch list as well. Uh, but yeah, I would... I would go for I would go for Death Store here. At this point, because there are a lot more awards. Yes. I'm gonna just read the title of the awards. If you say you want to talk about it, stop me. Okay. If not, I'll yeah, read yeah. the nominees yeah, quickly and like, we'll move on. They'll be like best esports and shit. So like that. the next one is best mobile game. Not nah. Fantasian Genshin Impact, League of Legends, Wild Rift, Marvel Future Revolution, and Pokemon Unite. 
I give it to Genshin. Why not? Best community support. Okay. <laughs> Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy 14, Fortnite, and No Man's Sky. Oh, shout out. Give it to give No it to Man's that. Sky. Yeah. Give it to Sean Murray. Best debut indie game. <laughs> like, I don't know what the difference is. It's your first game. Kenna, Bridge of Spirits, Sable, The Artful Escape, The Forgotten City, Valheim. Kenna or Valheim or one of Best AR slash VR game. Oh, God. Hitman 3. Oh, I expect you to die to the spy and the liar. Oh, there's a sequel to that game. I've actually played that game. <laughs> Lone Echo Two, the first one. Resident Evil Four VR and Sniper Elite VR. Give it to Hitman. Hitman. It should I win something. I didn't know you could do Hitman in VR. That's fun. Content Creator of the Year, Dream, Fuzzly. I think is how that's said. Okay. Uh, Galls, Ibai, and the Gref. <laughs> that sounded like I just had a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, their name is G-R-E-F-G. I said Griff G- I said without pausing the following. Fuzzly Galls it by the Griff. G- <laughs> this is like you're playing Mad Gab. Uh, give it the dream. Uh, it's the one that's a real word. Yeah, and I actually the only one who I actually know who it is. <laughs> oh man. Now here's one that they I like that they have this category because <laughs> it gives a chance for a game to win here that wouldn't win somewhere else. Oh, I actually know who Gref is too. Best action game. Okay. Back for Blood, Chivalry Two, Oh, Death Loop, Far Cry Six, and Returnal. Yeah, give it to Returnal. Hopefully, Returnal wins here. Yeah. Best action adventure game, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. Uh, Metroid Dread, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, Resident Evil Village, Psychonauts Two. I think Guardians probably will have a good chance at this one. What was the category again? Uh, action adventure. Right. Yeah. That. Yeah. That makes sense. Or Psychonauts. Yeah, I could see that going a lot of different. Not Metroid. No. That is not an action adventure game in it's the traditional sense. It's an action sense. game, yeah. but not an action adventure game. Best role playing game: Cyberpunk 2077. Wow. Monster Hunter Rise, Scarlet Nexus, Shin Megami Tensei 5. Of course. And Tales of Arise. Man, weak year for RPGs. Yeah, I have no. I mean, give it the tales. Give not? it to Cyberpunk. <laughs> Cause a little chaos. That would be fun. <clears throat> Most anticipated game. I forgot this was one. Elden Ring. Yeah. God of War Ragnarok. Wow. Horizon Forbidden West. No. The sequel to The Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild, <laughs> which is still unnamed. And Starfield. All games that I will probably play. Yeah, I'm gonna say Elden Ring wins this one. It, if it weren't for the connection. It shouldn't be Elden Ring, even though like we all are anticipating it. It sure. should be God of War. Yes. Uh, I hope it's God of War, but it doesn't. Oh, really it could matter. be the Breath of the Wild sequel too, <laughs> like, yeah, or Starfield. It should be one of those three. Best fighting game. Oh, these are awesome. Demon Slayer: The Hinokami Chronicles. Okay. Guilty Gear Strive. Yeah, that's the one that's gonna win. Melty Blood. What the fuck? Type Lumina. <laughs> That's not a real game. Melty Blood. Like, what? Uh, what? Nickelodeon All-Star hey! Brawl and Virtua Fighter 5 Ultimate Showdown. I was kind of hoping somehow Smash was in it again. Yeah, yeah. Give it to Melty Blood. Nah, Guilty Gear is going to win. I, I Well, I would think it would win. I have a few yeah. I have a few very big into fighting game friends, and they love Guilty, Guilty Gear. Best Family Game. It Takes Two. Yeah. Mario Party Superstars. Hey. New Pokemon Snap. Okay. Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. Right. And WarioWare, get it together. Nah, give it to WarioWare. Let's go. <laughs> Something tells me Bowser's Fury is going to win, though. Mm. I don't know. Best Sim slash strategy game, Age of Empires 4, Evil Genius 2 World Domination, <laughs> Humankind, Inscription, and Microsoft Flight Simulator. F- Flight Simulator is going to win that. Bunch of nerds. Or, or Inscription, maybe. Best sports slash racing game. 2K. F1 2021. FIFA 2022. Hot Wheels Unleashed. Forza Horizon 5. And Riders Republic. No 2K22? Nope. Uh, Give it to the Hot Wheels game. (laughs) It actually looked kind of cool. It did kind of look cool. Best esports game. Nah, who cares? Call of Duty. CSGO. Dota 2. League of Legends. Valorant. It would be pretty funny if they gave it to Dota 2 after all this time. Uh, best esports athlete. Oh, who cares? Collapse. Simple with a one. Yeah. Showmaker. Tens. And my pick, Simp. 
<laughs> I did not. I have seen people edit like his intro in Overwatch League or whatever he plays in, and it's just like a video of someone before, and then at the end it just goes, "Ladies and gentlemen, Sib." It's pretty good. Best esports team: Atlanta Phase, okay. Call of Duty, DWGKIA, League of Legends. <laughs> what did you just say? DWGKIA, of All course. All right. Uh, Natus Vincere, Counter Strike, Sentinels, Valorant. And Team Spirit, Dota 2. Team Spirit's an awesome team name. Let's go with them. Uh, best Esports Coach. No, God. And all of these have their nickname in parentheses in the middle. I'll Beautiful. Just have it, I'll just say that. Uh, Airite Silent Gaziev. Someone's first name is Airite? A-I-R-A-T. However you would pronounce that. A-I-R-A-T. Yep. Airite? Air- Air- yeah, I don't Whatever. know. Andre Ng. Sholokov. Okay. Nickname is E N G H. Eng. That's kind of cool. Andre B1 AD3 Horodninsky I. <laughs> so two Andres. Is that Blade? Yes. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> uh, James Crowder Crowder. Oh, all right. I like it. <laughs> and Kim Kakoma Jongyun. I mean, I'm going to give it to... Give it to Crowder Crowder. Crowder Crowder, yeah. Redeeming the name of Crowder. (laughs) (laughs) And best esports event, the 2021 League of Legends World Championships, the International 2021, whatever that is. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. PGL Major Stockholm 2021, uh, PUBG Mobile Global Championship 2020. There was a PUBG Mobile Championship? (laughs) The Mobile Global. And Valorant Champions Tour Stage 2 Masters. Oh, Overwatch League didn't get get an entry this year. Maybe they didn't do it because of the pandemic. Give it to PUBG Mobile Global. That's pretty funny. (laughs) Fair enough. And that is all of the Game Award nominees. Yeah, we really ran out of steam there. <laughs> well, so did they. And yeah. half of these are not going to make it onto the actual show. Yeah. Yeah, These uh, all those esports ones are. And before the show, we, we yeah, crowned exactly. so-and-so. Yeah. Well, that's it for that big topic. I will say very quickly. Okay. Uh, as, in, as is indicative of what we've played versus what the Game Awards are, the Game Awards, I'm just going to restate, are one persons or one group's idea of what the games of the year should be do not let this affect if your game your favorite game of the year was not nominated for game of the year it's fine for all you hitman three folks out there feel justified yeah because that game's amazing it is awesome so as we put off at the beginning of the show sure we're bringing back what have we been playing because we've both been playing some big relevant new things right uh what have you been? Because you said you've played several things. Yes. Let's hold off at least on the thing that we've been playing together for the end. Okay. So you start first with everything else you've been playing. Right. Okay. So uh, I have dove mm-hmm. uh, back into the Hitman Three world. Okay. Uh, this was a game that I I just saw in my like you know my games library. Also, I don't know if you checked this. Was I right about the way you can get the yes. platinum? Okay. Yeah, I thought right. I was. Uh. So. I was going home for the holidays. You know, I knew I was going to be home for a couple of days. I was taking my PS5. I was like, all right, what's something I could just download and just play some levels of? Like, I've been playing 2K and I'm still going to play some 2K, but what's something else I could just do? It's not, I don't have to play it for content or anything like that. Or not have to, but I don't have any content planned or in mind for it. Just something I can play. And I saw Hitman 3 there. I was like, my mom might get a kick out of seeing the, some of the silly shit from Hitman. Oh, yeah. And she did. And I was like, all right, I'll play some Hitman. So I uh, I've, I basically have just been doing all of the challenges in the first map, yeah. uh, Dubai. And the way the game is structured, if you don't know about the new Hitman, if you played maybe the old ones. We rarely get bottles. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> is uh, they are basically small open worlds. So... There are a lot of ways to kill your target. The game acknowledges a lot of them with challenges. Um, and, you know, each time you go through, or like when you're playing the story, you probably play it, you probably play it the way the story is kind of intended. It kind of puts you on rails if you want them. Yeah, you stumble into, like, the main story of the map as soon as you get in there. Sure. But it, do- it also does a great job of going like, okay, well, those rails are over there. But if you want to go do whatever you want, as long as you do it within the game's rules, do it. Uh, so, like, some of the challenges are... Uh, I think the the way you're supposed to kill the first two targets is like you get them into a meeting room yeah. and then you can kill them both there basically. Uh, and one of the ways you can do that that I got recently was by shooting a chandelier above them. The chandelier falls and kills both of them. It's pretty funny. Uh, a lot of the challenges are pretty humorous when you pull them off. My favorite challenge on that map is to kill them by 
sabotaging their parachutes and like staging a fire alarm. That one's really fun. Uh, I'm also excited for the exploding golf ball one, which I've not done yet. But I did like the poisoning one. I did the uh, two like. Kill them both with one shot one. The exploding golf ball one. So the way that happens is they're like hitting a golf ball like off the top of a skyscraper. Yeah. So they're on like this terrace. And in order for me to like, I want to see it happen. Sure. Yeah. But that terrace is flat. There's nothing like to obstruct their view of you. Yeah. But it's big enough that if you just go and like crouch in the far corner, it's as though they can't see you. (laughs) So it's literally just me like squatting there, just watching from a distance. That's great. And they're all like, who could have done this? Yeah. And they look around for a few seconds and then they leave. Yeah. 47 is just over here in the corner, just watching. But that game is great. It's super fun. It's a, it's a nice, I like games, especially for off stream of like, okay, I might need to look at a guide. If not, that's all right, but I can pull one up. Like I like that kind of completionist Mm -hmm. stuff off stream. Uh, And it's been really fun and given new life to that game for me. And kind of reminded me of how much I loved it. Yeah. Because it was so early in the year, uh, you know, I've I've played some other stuff that I I think I like as much, a little bit more in the case of like Returnal. But this has reminded me like, damn, I really like this game a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm excited to go back because I haven't gone back through three and played one and two. Uh, so I'm excited to do that as well. So all good stuff there. Are we alternating, or do you want me to keep going? You just go ahead, and then I'll get to the one other thing, Guardians, and then we'll get to the Call of Duty, basically. Right, okay. (laughs) So, I've been playing 2K as well, obviously, but I've also been playing uh, Death Stranding. This Mm. has been my stream game. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I I put a poll up uh, on Twitter for stream people. I was like, which one would you rather see me start first, Death Stranding or Deathloop? And I almost put Death Store, because it's funny. But, uh, and Death Death Stranding won pretty convincingly, so that's what I started. I love it. In a way I did not expect to at all. So, you know, Death Stranding, a lot of people know what this game is by now. Uh, That might be a stretch. Well, they know what the gameplay is. Sure. Which is you are a basically a parcel delivery guy. uh, And you're trying to sort of, and this isn't really a spoiler because I don't even know what's going on half the time in this game. Um, But you're trying to basically connect this network across the nation of all of these little spots. Mm -hmm. And so you have to manage like the weight in your inventory and the more weight you carry, the easier it is to get off balance. And if you fall, you damage some of your inventory. So yes, it is a quote walking simulator, but it is in a way that you're just delivering packages and you have to manage all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, The fun of the game for me comes from two different things. One, I do like the whole, uh, they're called BTs. Yeah. Which is the like the floating disembodied things that you've seen in some of the trailers. Uh, I like the way that system works, where you basically you can kind of feel their presence, and your little like shoulder thing is like going off, uh, but you can't see them unless you stand very still. Mm-hmm. So it's a cool stealth element to be like, all right, I think there's a guy over there. I'm just gonna go subvert around, but if I go up this steep hill, I might actually fall, and then they'll hear that, and then they'll come rushing me. It's cool. I've not gotten into... I think there's combat in the game. I've not gotten into any of that yet. I'm still pretty early on. I'm probably like five, six hours in. Um, Maybe a little further. My other fun of this game comes from how fucking ridiculous it is. The story is bizarre. There's so many cutscenes. Every like five minutes, you get a phone call. And a lot of the times, it's from this guy whose name is, no joke, Die Hard Man. That's his his name because Kojima just names people weird shit. And every time he's like, Sam, this is Die Hardman. And every call. So that's become, apparently that was a meme on Twitter. Sure. It was just like, hey, Sam, it's Die Hardman. And then he tells you something very obvious. Uh, but it is one of the most fun. I've had so much fun streaming it because it's so ridiculous. And I, it's really funny. Yeah. And I don't think it's intentionally funny, <laughs> sure. but it's very funny to me. And I've just had a blast with it. So I, I, I recommend it if you like. It's almost like watching... It's engaging. I'm not saying the story's bad in any way, but it's the same kind of fun that I'm having that you get from like watching a bad movie with your friends. Mm, yeah, it's yeah, that yeah. kind of fun. Uh, and like, I'm kind of interested by the story. I wish I could tell you more about what it is, but I, I have a grasp on it, but that's just such a small percentage of this broader thing. But I'm excited to play more, and it's very soothing. It's a very calming experience, which I like. So I'm actually surprised I liked it that much. So that's it. Yep, that's okay. it. So the one other thing that I have been playing, as I said earlier, is Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, yeah. I think it was it was the night before Thanksgiving. 
uh, and I sat down and, and all played. Through the house. <laughs> I played through the first two chapters of the game. Yeah, uh, it's just segmented that way. It's similar to that way in like Uncharted, where the game keeps going and it just p- brings up a thing. It's like, oh, you're in the next chapter now. Right. It's like it doesn't necessarily feel different. Can I have the bottle? Yeah. Thank you. Um, but I have it, Guardians is very interesting, and okay. I'm very intrigued by the setup. However, I don't know if it would be a game that I would play and enjoy if it weren't skinned in the garb of Guardians of the Galaxy. Thank you. Because, as was maybe you could probably glean from looking at any gameplay trailers or anything like that, it's not a traditional, normal action game. Right. It is very much, you control this team uh, that each, they do individual moves. And even though you are Mm Star-Lord, Peter Quill, at any time you can sort of deploy Rockets move or deploy right. Groot's move, okay. whatever it might be. So it's kind of structured like Final Fantasy. Yeah, it's very tactical okay. in a way that I was not anticipating. Mm. Uh, Groot is basically your crowd control character. Right. Rocket, you know, brings in like explosives. Gamora deals like singular high damage blows. Like a sniper type. Uh, and Drax does like a lot of small damage blows. Sure. Like they all have their little gimmicks. Yeah. And you do this, you know, you're coordinating and all you do really as Peter Quill is you shoot. Or at least mm. I don't know how far you get. You, there's a lot of unlockables and skill trees and all that sort of thing. Sure. Right now I'm hovering in the air and shooting people. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, but if your team gets sort of in a pinch, mm-hmm. there's a huddle mechanic mm. where they all come in and it goes very like cartoonish like anime like you're Peter Quill and you like put your gun in the air and the background <laughs> changes to like a bunch of colors okay and he's like guardians like huddle up and they all get in there and you use like audio cues from like what they're t- saying to you in the huddle okay if you pick then the wrong option for dialogue to motivate the team right you as Peter Quill alone get like a boost from the huddle. But if you pick the right option, gotcha. everyone gets a boost. That's cool. Uh, so you're actually sort of like driving the team and coordinating. That's a cool mechanic. Like, I like very that. much so. Uh, thus far, I dislike, and I'm sure it will get more diverse, but thus far the enemy diversity is literally spiky blobs of goo. Okay. And the occasional weird worm looking thing. All right. That's it so far. Not super Again, interesting. Again, I'm very early in the game. Sure. Uh, and I know that it, it gets wackier and you know introduces some characters that I'm not even familiar with. Right. Uh, I'm trying to think what the other thing is. The story direction it's taken us so far is very uh, classically Guardians. Uh, mm. It's basically the Nova Corps arrests you. You have to then get released, and they're like, "You need to pay us." You, they fine you. Right. And they're like, well, "You need to pay your fine." That's as far as I've gotten. <laughs> That's funny. And it's. It seems like where I left off was sort of leaving you with the choice of what are we going to do to earn the money to pay mm. the fine to the Nova Corps. Right. Now, another aspect of the game that I was not anticipating there to be as much of as there is, is how, like, telltale it is. No. Oh. There are tons of moments where it presents you, like, dialogue choices, and it's like, huh. X, X character will remember that. Oh, wow. Interesting. There's a okay. lot of that. And there was a Telltale Guardians game, yeah. so that's funny. And it's not just inside of your guardian's core team. Sure. Uh, There are other characters that I've already encountered where it's like, Hey, do you want to sort of support this character or not? And, you know, I'm curious to see where that all wraps back around in the story. Yeah, that's cool. And I like, I don't even want to say I like that. I appreciate that because that's a whole other system that, you know, makes the game that much more complex. Yeah. But there's something about like the pressure of like timed dialogue choices that I'm like, I don't like this. It's a little anxious. It makes me nervous. I don't want to think about it too much. Uh, and, yeah, I don't know. I, I dig it. I'm enjoying okay. it. Uh, I'm certainly going to keep playing it. Sure. Uh, I did get it on sale. Uh, it was like $30, $35 yeah, at the time that like I that. got it. Uh, so, yeah, I'm very intrigued by it. I hope that there's one thing in the story that looks like it's teasing something that I hope that it is. Okay, cool. Uh, something that would be straight out of the MCU. Oh, interesting. Not okay. really, but a, an element that would be, you know, right at home in the MCU. And right. I hope that they follow through with that. If the sort of MacGuffin that they presented, that I'll say, is not the thing that I think it is, I will be disappointed. <laughs> okay. So anyone who's played the early hours of this game, you probably know what I'm talking about. Gotcha. Uh, but yeah, solid so far. We'll probably do a full review at some point in the near future. Okay, cool. Yeah, same for me with Death Stranding and then eventually with Deathloop once I get to it. Yeah. 
I'm ex- I almost, I almost want to buy Deathloop just so we can both play it and eat crow and say, holy shit, this game's great. I mean, it would be fun, <laughs> yeah. But the one game that we have both been playing yes. is Call of Duty Vanguard. Right. Uh, and I don't know how you exactly you want to crystallize your thoughts on this, but I, here's what I will say. Okay. I am not prepared to give this game a score. No, no, no. M- mostly because I have only played the first mission of the campaign. I've not played any single player. And then I've played extensively with the multiplayer, but even still there's, you know, layers to peel back. Yeah, I've not played much beyond probably five, six hours of the multiplayer. Uh, but what I've played of it has been very, very fun. Uh, granted, all of this comes with a huge grain of salt as you and I both purchased this game before all the Activision stuff. True. And now I was talking with a friend about this. It's like, I feel like I'm kind of in a weird spot where I don't want to support Activision, but also I kind of already did before all this came out. And so it's like, do I, I mean, I already paid for the game, so I might as well play. It's a weird thing. Yeah. But I've just kind of decided, you know what? I'm just going to treat the game as its own yeah, thing. Yeah, and that tends to be my philosophy is like going forward, my attitudes and right. purchasing I'm habits might change. I'm not going to buy change. stuff from them, but the fact that I already did, I might as well play it. Yeah. Um. Oh, that also reminds me. I played Halo Infinite, which I can talk about. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yes, the multiplayer of this has been really fun. Uh, This definitely feels like a return to form for Call of Duty, at least in the early goings as far as multiplayer goes. Because I know that people were not happy with Cold War. Uh, I will say the... What's it called? Champion's Hill? Champion Hill. That's going to be my recommendation. Yeah, actually. Champion Hill is really fun. You and I played, uh, the, what, the three or four rounds of yeah, it, I think? several. Uh, really super fun. It's, it's kind of what they're doing with their 2v2 this year. Which is... The basic of it is there are like eight teams, I think, of two. And you have 12 allotted lives... And you go up against these other teams for like a minute each. And uh, the goal is to be the last team with lives left. Yeah. So you want to kill the other team, but you also want to preserve your own. Now, there are ways you can earn extra lives. There's one on the map usually. And then you get money kind of like Warzone and you can buy stuff throughout. But uh, it's a cool like mix of tactical and and gameplay that's Mm -hmm. really, really fun. I've also just had a good time with like the regular quick play deathmatch stuff. Uh, The map variation is pretty good. I... I will say it is so it's I know I'm back in classic Call of Duty when I'm just like getting sniped out of nowhere when I spawn. Yep. I'm like, all right, well, the spawn points could, could use a little work. But that is very true. That's always the case with these kind of games. Um, but overall, I really enjoyed the game itself. Yeah. My assessment is that, again, talking pretty strictly about the multiplayer, these are some of the best multiplayer maps in five or six Call of Duties. Mm. Like, so, uh, yeah, my, main, good. my main gripe with the last few iterations is that the maps are all too small. Mm. Not that there shouldn't be small maps, but they should be There's interspersed. No yeah. um, this map gives a lot of leeway to people who prefer long-range weapons, sure. namely snipers, namely me. Uh, <laughs> I really dig, I've always loved sniping on Call of Duty, and recent games have not given me really the opportunities to do that. Right. Uh, you can't really snipe on like shooting range in modern warfare. Sure, like, yeah. The modern warfare two iterations ago. Yeah. Uh, this game has a lot of long snipers lines, uh, towers, big urban like maps that I really dig that yeah. are vertical and sort of broad in scope. Yeah. Uh, that make it really fun, but it does bring you know the small, uh, super chaotic maps that are also always tons of fun that most people want to play most of the time. Right. Uh, which I don't begrudge them for because if I've uncovered a meta. <laughs> in this game so far, yeah. it's that shotguns might be the move. Mm. Uh, I was uh, leaning on, and I forget the name of the gun. It's an assault rifle. I think it's like the second or third. Sure. Uh, I really dug, here's my typical build in okay. Call of Duty. Yeah. I want an assault rifle uh-huh. that has low recoil and high damage. Yeah. That is my go-to setup, and I'll yeah. do whatever it takes to manipulate my creative class to get that. Sure. So I found a gun that had relatively low damage, but again, still early on in levels. But I wanted to go ahead and commit to this gun so I could unlock all the attachments. Uh, I really dug the fire rate and the low recoil. But I was not getting... I felt like I was not killing people quickly. Mm. I like time to kill was very high. Yeah. Uh, You're breaking down your analytics. Yeah. So I was like, I'm not feeling this. Uh, I'm getting thrown into... Uh, I'm, I'm trying to boost my KD back up. So I'm going to alternate between these big map playlists and mm. I'm just going to lean back and snipe and chill out. Sure. Not get a lot of kills, but really not get a lot of deaths. Right. But then I started with the small map playlists and I equipped the combat shotgun. Mm. And this is where the other day where I, I, like there's the game. I was like, I went 40 and 20. 
Yeah. Which that's I'm like ridiculous. This high volume, like yeah. get a couple kills, Run, die, get a couple kills, yeah, die. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. constantly. And then that was the game mode where I played with a guy who got one hundred and thirty kills in a game. It's insane. I cannot fathom how many like just playing that game, I'm like, you're killing someone every like three or four seconds. Yeah, like that's something rid- stupid like ridiculous. that. Ridiculous. Um but yeah, I've really enjoyed this one. Uh I'm leaning into it. It's gonna be, you know, one that I play like quite a lot for the yeah. next few months probably. Uh, I'm looking forward to Warzone Pacific when yes, that me drops. Yes, me too. Me uh, too. I'm we'll excited to, we'll to give to that play. a shot. And we've rallied the troops. Both of our other friends That's have true. purchased it. Yeah. Uh, so we'll actually have a decent sized team to play with for a while, which yeah, is nice. For sure. Uh, and that's also one uh, regrettable, you know, aspect of a game like Call of Duty that you know, published by Activision, is that nonetheless the reach of the game is one of the few that you're able to get enough people to support that right. you could play with. Yeah, like uh, even the casuals know yeah. Call of Duty. Uh, so that's sort of that. a side effect of you know a big company that does bad things. Sure, is that it's still a big company and yeah. people know their games and are willing to play their games. Yeah, uh, even those who might not know otherwise the underpinnings and all the stuff going on behind the scenes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I'm still you know impressed with the product. Uh, curious about the campaign. The opening mission was pretty fun. Yeah, uh, I've heard that it's short. I've heard it's only like four or five hours. Oh, okay. Uh, in the That's first actually one. kind of encouraging. Yeah. So it seems like it's very bite-sized, Yeah. Uh, which I both like and don't like for the setting. I really like that World War II, you know, which was, what, three Call of Duties ago now? Yeah. Uh, was the, like, biggest, like, expanse of, like, oh, you're playing, you're storming Normandy, and you're doing all right. these big iconic things. Right. This one, it's like you're a small team going in to do a very specific mission. Right. Uh, reminiscent of, cool. like, a battlefield bad company where like you're this small group. It's almost like tag. a rogue one. Thing. Exactly. It's it, oh, it's that's a great comparison. Thanks. Uh, based on that first mission. Yeah. Uh, so it's that kind of vibe, which is cool. Yeah, I like that. Uh, we'll see how well it goes. Yeah. So you said a lot of elucidating yeah. things there. Uh, I just like to add one other thing, which is the pacing thing is really cool. I like this aspect oh, yeah. of the game. That so was cool. There is a which you kind of touched on already with the map scaling, but but they've done like playlist shuffling like that for the few games in a row now but sure. yes is a good point yeah so there's this thing now called pacing which is i think there's like fast there's three they're like it's tactical chaos which and, are like the opposite ends of the spectrum and then like standard and something maybe? in the middle yeah so basically you know you're gonna have the bigger map and like maybe uh less people if it's like the tactical one you're gonna have a lot of people on a small map with chaos and then somewhere in between so it's a really cool way of telling you even before the game starts of like hey this is what to expect yeah and that lets you pick your loadout quicker and know what map you're on and i just i like that aspect of it a lot and, and if you, you want to play pick which one you want right that's what I was, yeah yeah if you want to play a specific way or you want to play a specific type of game you can just select that and no, nothing else yeah. so really smart again i think Overall, we are advocating for the game itself and not for Activision. Sure. And which which was the developer on this? Was this Sledgehammer? This was Treyarch. Okay, so I'm pretty. Uh, no, wait, Treyarch was the last one. I always get confused. I think you're right. I think it is Sledgehammer. Let me look. Um, also, know that Activision's misgivings are not necessarily indicative of the actual studio that developed this. Very true. So, no, this is just about the game itself, and Activision as a parent company and their culture is obviously bad. Uh, We've known but, this for a while. Yeah, yeah, that's not a not a surprise. Um. But yeah, the game is super fun. It looks great too. Like, I've been really impressed with some of the. Uh, it is Sledgehammer. Yeah. With some of the. Wait, Bear McCreary did the soundtrack? That's the guy who did the God of War soundtrack. Oh. I didn't know that. That's cool. Anyway. Uh, Shout out to Bear. Yeah, he's good. He's the guy who, during the E3 thing, got up to the orchestra and started, oh, started uh, directing it. Okay. Uh, kind of looks like Neil Druckmann, long hair, beard. Anyway. Uh, yeah, no, the game is good. I will just briefly touch on Halo Infinite as sure, well. Yeah, I do want to know. I've played maybe about the same as I've played of Call of Duty. I've played like two or three nights worth, sure. if you want to call it that. Um, Halo Infinite is awesome. You can play the multiplayer for free if you have a device that can run it. Uh, the campaign is the only thing that's paywalled. Yes. But the multiplayer feels... It's done a great job of feeling like what you remember old Halo feeling like. Sure. But it actually is updated. Like, you can sprint, you can slide, you can... Cr- like, all the stuff that's not been in Halo for a while, you can actually do now. The movement feels great. There's even, like, this grappling hook thing, which I'm I've sure seen you've seen so clips many videos, of. Yeah. yeah. Uh, people are using them in interesting ways that you can get as, like, a power-up and, and swing around. And then, like, some people are grenading a uh, mongoose, which is, like, a little ATV. 
grenading a mongoose, mongoose, then grappling onto it, getting launched across the map, and then like no scoping people. It's got a lot of uh, space to play in, and sure. be, and that's something that's really great about Halo is because of the vehicles and because of all the different power ups and stuff. It kind of gives you. Uh, if you're a painter, it gives you more colors in your palette. Like you can just try more stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been having a blast. I feel like I'm 14 again playing it sometimes because I loved Halo 3 at that age. And I went like, I don't remember my stats, but I went like 25 and 6 yeah. one game. And I was like, oh my God, I'm back. Like this is where I want to be. There's so much fun variety. So right now, because it's still the beta, I guess technically, like it's early access. They, because the game doesn't come out until maybe like next week or Mm. it's somewhere soon but because it was halo's 25th anniversary like two weeks ago they just went ahead and released the multiplayer for people to play and all your progress counts um but they have limited the game modes that you can play in so right now it's just it's just quick play there's no like swat or anything but there's still oddball there's still other game modes but you kind of just you can only select just kind of put me in the queue yeah but they just announced or they just released a new game mode it's called like arena or something to that effect. I don't mm. remember exactly what it's called, but it's cool because it's kind of a, it's not gun game, but you spawn with different guns every time. Gotcha. So every time you die, you get a new gun. And then of course they're all just laying around too. So sometimes you'll spawn with a sniper and you know, a needler. And sometimes you'll spawn with a shotgun and a grab hammer. So you're constantly having to change what your play style is depending on what you get. That's super fun. Uh, I like all the customization options they've given you. I'm I'm pretty optimistic about this game as something like Call of Duty. I think I buy these games. Well, I didn't buy Halo, but I, I play these games as something to just always have in our back pocket. Yeah. Right? It's like, what am I feeling? I'll play some Call of Duty. Why not? Or I'll play some Halo. I think both of these are definitely going to be in that rotation for a while. I am one unexpected, you know, shot of income away from just being like, <laughs> I'm buying a PC. I don't care. Mm. Like part of me, it just is going to impulse buy it one of these days. <laughs> uh, and I don't know. It's like, and I'm always like, yeah, I know I should build one, but I was like, I could just buy one. And then no, it's honestly, just here. honestly, dude, pre-builds are lower in or closer in price to hand built than any before. So yeah. just like, tell me what you're looking at and I'll tell you if it's worth it or yeah. not. One of these days I might send that text. Pre-builds are dope. Uh, Cause yeah, and I guess I could consider this like a sixty dollar discount, considering I could play Halo for free. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and also the other ridiculous, you know, Xbox Game Pass. Right, I'm definitely gonna get Game Pass along. on PC again. Uh, yeah, it just it tempts me more and more by the day. Yeah, uh, and I just can't in good conscience ask like my family for like a thousand dollar PC for Christmas. But <laughs> right. you know, yeah, maybe maybe one day. Uh, but that's it for all that we've been playing. That was a good it's pod. a lot of things. Uh, do you have a recommendation? My recommend is going to be, <laughs> I, I kind of like doing like system ones as opposed to games. Yeah. Uh, check. Well, this is probably not applicable actually when this comes out. I was going to say for sales, make sure to check every website first. That's, yeah. That's because like the digital sales, you might think, oh, they'll be cheaper, but sometimes they're very much not. And a lot of times retailers are just clawing to maybe get you to buy them. So they'll throw some incentive on it. Uh, I would say. My recommend is gonna be, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna recommend Hitman Three. I don't know if I've done it already, but just the fact that going back into it, I've loved it so much. I'm like, all right, I can't full fully recommend Death Stranding yet, but sure. I'm sure it's coming. But Hitman Three is so dope, and you know, if you haven't, I guess my specific recommend would be like, if you played through the game once, go back and play. There's still so much there waiting for you. Uh, and I've discovered something fun at every turn. So I was gonna say, as someone who's platinum the game, there are yeah. layers and layers. And oh layers my god! Yeah, there's, it's crazy how much stuff you don't discover if you don't go for them. Yeah, um, and just shows you how well thought out those little maps are. Yeah. So my choice is Champion Hill, as mm. I previously mentioned, because I think that's one of the more innovative. I don't want to say here's, it's like Ghost of Tsushima. Okay. Now let me put it this way. Yeah. It's not reinventing the wheel. But it's combining really good elements from multiplayer mm. games that we've experienced in recent years. It's like a weird hybrid between Battle Royale and, like, small team mono-a-mono combat. Like duos, That is yeah. very smart. Uh, yeah, it's cool. For the, you know, engagingness of, you know, when we because we picked up Modern Warfare. We played a lot of gunfight. Mm-hmm. And really dug gunfight. Yeah, I love gunfight. Uh, I really like the round-by-round uh, round pacing of gunfight. Quick rounds. Yeah. Getting in and out. And this is that. 
but with the overarching metagame of like a battle royale system right. laid over top of the it. The tactical side of it, uh, yeah. So yeah, I think that's, you know, it's this game's innovation of modes that actually hits versus some innovation of modes that have not hit in prior sure. iterations. So yeah. very excited to play more of that. Yeah. So let's go do that. Yeah, let's do it. Let's also go eat. I'm hungry. <laughs> All right. So until next time, we're tapping out.